0: If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? My name is Ben Biddick, the host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance, with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with an amazing person named Stevie Alice. She joined me on the podcast to share her experience of loss and personal rebirth. She lost her husband at the age of 29 when he died unexpectedly, creating a grief she could not foresee or expect. She is a warrior and like all warriors, understands the risk and danger of vulnerability. Knowing how cruel the world can be, she made herself vulnerable anyway believing that by sharing her experience in a real way she might give strength and endurance to someone else who may need it during one of their darkest hours. In reflection of the year we've lived in 2018 and as we turn our eyes toward the opportunity and light of a new year I present to you Get Up Nation my conversation with Stevie Alice. First, Stevie, I want to thank you for taking time to share your journey with GetUp Nation, where we focus on helping individuals, organizations, and societies develop resilience and perseverance. You've experienced tremendous adversity in your life recently, and I'm honored you're taking the time to share it with me and my listeners here because I believe your voice can bring great comfort, empowerment, and healing to those who may have experienced a similar loss in their life, especially during the holiday season. So thank you for joining me here.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here and do what I can to help anyone out. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. Uh, to start, will you share your name and where are you are from?
1: Yes. Uh, my name is Stevie Alice, and I am from Denver, Colorado. All right.
0: And at this point, Stevie, I just want to open this up to you to share however you desire, whether you want to share how you met Justin or go into your experience of losing him. Totally up to you. You have the floor.
1: All right. Well, um, I met my late husband in April of 2010. And uh, we dated for about three years when we got engaged and got married and had a beautiful life together, and he, you know, unfortunately, unexpectedly passed away on July 15th, 2017, so nearly 17 months ago already, which is crazy, um, and I had actually just found out that I was pregnant six days before he passed away with, you know, what we call a rainbow baby, so it's pregnancy after a, a loss of a, of a baby. So we had been through a lot together, and in our marriage, we had been through the loss of his mother and the loss of his father. They were about 14 months apart, and no deaths. And, yeah, we had just been through a ton. And when he passed away, I was like, okay, <laughs> here I am, pregnant and with a dead husband. How am I going to do this? But, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, three weeks after he passed away, I, I lost that second baby Looking at it now, I, uh, of course, I would have probably figured it out. But I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have that single motherhood, also trying to be a widow, and manage this type of grief, um, while raising a baby for the first time. The fact that I can find gratitude in that is uh, something, you know, I never thought I'd be able to say. But you know, now just living my life and trying to manage this acute grief and loss and still live life every day has been a challenge, to say the least. (laughs) So,
0: One of the parts of this experience that seems so troubling is the surprise of it. It was unexpected.
1: Oh, yes, very unexpected. Um, We were just at home uh, that day, and... We had a wedding to go to that night, and I had gotten up to get ready. And after a little while, I got out of the shower, and I kind of heard him in the other room, just breathing funny. And so I walked in, and he was clearly not well, and wasn't responding. And and um, so I quickly learned that I needed to call nine one one. And I called nine one one, and they instructed me to get him to the ground. And he, you know, he's he's a big guy. He was six foot six, like 285 or so. And, um, (laughs) trying to get him to the ground was like, okay, how am I going to do that? And, um, and then just 911, you know, dispatch instructing me how to start chest compressions on him. And so, yeah, it was very unexpected and having to, to try to save your husband's life, something that no one should ever have to face. (laughs) I mean, I look back on it now. After this much time, and I I still still cannot believe that that is something that I had to do. (laughs) I mean, it's stuff you only read about, you know?
0: (laughs) In your blog, you write, The thing about widowhood, you're not given a choice. You have to get up and keep going, even when it feels impossible. What has kept you going when you're immersed in pain and grief? During this process, when you're blindsided by this experience, it just happens. And then there you are and Mm -hmm. you have no control necessarily of that happening. And what helps you to get up when you're in the midst of all that?
1: Right. Well, in the very beginning, (laughs) very little, but I think in the beginning too, I, I kept thinking and I've said this from the beginning if this is my story, if this is my life, well, then I guess I'm just going to have to find a way to use it. (laughs) I'm going to have to find a way to use this. And I I always have said as well from the beginning that I want to be the widow that makes my husband proud. You know, I want to make him proud of me. And I think so far he would be (laughs) for sure. And yeah, like I didn't, I didn't ask for this to happen to me. It just happened. And that's the thing about life. Life just keeps going and keeps happening, and you can make plans. But if you really think about it, you, you, your plans never really go according to what you want them to go. And I think what keeps me going is, honestly, like, I want to be able to say at the end of my life that I was able to make the impossible possible and that I was able to survive any challenge. When you're faced with this much death in your life, you, you tend to think about, hmm, I wonder what people would say at my funeral, you know, and I want to live a life where people are proud to, to talk about me.
0: That reminds me of some of the reading and, and research that I've been doing coming up to this interview. You know, I've been thinking a lot about how we're often tempted to think that we have more control of our lives than we really do. And it can be pretty... Oh, yeah.
1: We have no control. Right? <laughs> we have no control at all.
0: And it can be even more earth-shaking if we believe that we do have control of our life because it, it clearly tells us For that sure. that's not the case. And then when something of this magnitude strikes, someone we share the most intimate details of our life with suddenly being gone, uh, this is one of the most challenging experiences anyone can have because of the depth of, right. of that connection. You You are living your life together, good and bad, ups and downs. And what was important for you in those initial moments of dealing with that, that loss of that person that was so much of your life? It had to be profoundly disorienting, suddenly having to deal with that amount of change.
1: Disorienting is a really great word to use because I kept thinking, well, wait, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> how am I supposed to do this? Like, how, how do I live... how how do I keep living without Justin? And how how is my life going to look? And I have a lot of life to live still. So disorienting, absolutely. Because when you marry someone, you know, in your vows, it's like, till death do us part. And so ain't that the truth, but that's supposed to happen (laughs) in old age and after you've lived a long life together. I remember, like, the very first trigger I had yeah, I don't know if you'd call it a trigger, but I was brushing my teeth, and we had one of those electric toothbrushes, and I looked down and saw, like, his toothbrush head. I'm like, oh, wow, like, I have to throw that away. <laughs> like, he's not going to be using that. And that, just even down to the smallest of things, or going grocery shopping, and not having to shop for two adults in the house, and not having to buy their favorite snacks, and just... Every little thing, down to the smallest of details, changes. There's not one area of your life that it doesn't affect. In those early days, getting used to that, and every day was another new day without Justin. I mean, it was completely... I say this all the time, it's like living an impossible life and you just have
0: to do it. Did it feel like time slowed down for you because of how rapidly that change was made? And is it something where it's minute by minute, moment by moment? Talk a little bit about grief brain or widow Uh, brain. Can you go into that a little bit about what what widow brain that experience is?
1: Absolutely. I mean... The, the widow brains can still happen to me, but I'd say in the first <laughs> the first year it was like the worst, especially the first few months. It has been frustrating because trying to describe this type of grief and this type of pain that you live with every day is is really just next to impossible because unless you've actually been there, it, it's hard to really know what it feels like. But because the pain is just so intense and waking up every morning. I mean, remember that first week I would wake up like almost screaming in tears because it just hurt to be alive. (laughs) And that intensity is just draining. It's just so incredibly draining that it actually starts to affect your body physically. And when you're that exhausted, all the time from just such emotional stress and trauma. I mean, the first thing I noticed was just the way that my brain was working. I mean, I remember there were times where I would be driving around for, like, a while not remembering why I left the house. (laughs) And I could have had, like, a grocery list next to me and needed to go to the grocery store or something, but I just didn't even remember where I was going. And you just feel dumb, like an out-of-body sort of experience because you don't have as much control over your brain as you would like, or even just, like, losing it on somebody, like, you know, who doesn't know, like, just somebody that you're encountering throughout your day who doesn't know what you've been through and and they are sort of rude to you or something. I think there was a time, I don't remember exactly the situation, but I just sort of barked down this woman's throat because she was, really rude to me and I was like well yeah you know what my husband just dropped it. so <laughs> and that's just part of I think that's part of widow brain because you just stop tolerating you know other people's nonsense at least in those early days I can't say that I would do that now <laughs> but uh definitely in the beginning you just are clouded with with like, this just intense pain and you you just cannot function Not at your full capacity. Hmm.
0: What are some of the things that have been of greatest comfort to you during this process?
1: I'd say my, the, the relationships that I have, the ones that I had before Justin died who have been through this loss with me. Kelsey is one of them. And I mean, having good friends and loved ones around you, I mean, that's, changed everything for me. But I'd say definitely one of the most the most important ones was finding a community within my experience. I found this podcast terrible. Thanks for asking that Nora McInerney leads, who also started with her friend the Richardson Hot Young Widows Club. And it's a Facebook and Instagram support group and all different kinds of widows, male, female, we have an LGBTQ community, and you don't have to technically be married to be a widow. I mean, basically, it's like if you lost your person, you are welcome in this group. But I didn't get on that until about like six months into my loss, and that's when I found my two widow best friends, aka my (laughs) wids, I call them, Katie and Sierra. I met them through Hot Young Widows Club, and We met up, and we met up last January, so it hasn't even been a year yet since I've known them, but I feel like I've known them my entire life, and the type of connection we have and friendship that we have, I mean, you don't make these types of friends later in life, you know, the the friends that you have, this type of whole whole sister type connection are friendships that I, like Kelsey, that I've had since I was three years old, so They completely, I I, I keep saying that they've saved my life. And, you know, becoming a widow at 29 years old, I mean, it's like, where do you fit in? You're young and all your friends are either married, getting married, or having babies, and you're a widow. (laughs) You're not, you're not necessarily single, but you're, you are single, but you just don't fit in anywhere. So, um, having found these women who can share this type of life experience with me, you finally feel like you have a place. And, you know, widowhood is so unbearably lonely. And so they have been, I'd say, the two things (laughs) that have really helped me get through, especially in the last year, because I feel like I have, I just feel like I'm not alone in this.
0: It's got to be tremendously isolating when you find somebody that has had that common experience where you both, you both know that you're experiencing even, I mean, not just through words, but through all the space between words, the pauses in their voice, the actions they take. Is it true that you could relax at that point that, that you don't have to explain anything there, that it's just known and that you can actually experience some humor, um, some release and some relief is that. Is that part of what your experience has been with them?
1: Oh my gosh, one hundred percent, yes. <laughs> we are pretty dark and twisted, ducks for sure. But <laughs> we think it's hilarious because it's like all of the, all of the things and the like. All of our losses are completely different. We all lost our husbands in different ways, but just the shared experience of being a widow at this age. You know, there's just things that we get that other people don't, and we just have the best time laughing over the most, <laughs> over death. I mean, we laugh about it because it's just, it's almost comical of how messed up our stories are. <laughs> we're like, yeah, no, we're not kidding. Like this is really my story. I know it's horrible, right? And other people will look at you like, oh geez, like <laughs> that's like, no, please laugh. Like it's, it's okay. If you can't, if you can't find a way to laugh about it, And and maybe no one will understand that unless you've experienced this, but I mean, if you can't laugh about it, and in some ways, I mean, you really will, just, it'll drive you crazy. Right, right. And we, we always just laugh at how, oh my gosh, we just... We're pretty messed up but we think it's hilarious so <laughs> it's like, i guess if we think it's funny then that's all that matters
0: right yeah it's absolutely essential for, for our mental health you know to have those moments i just want to encourage anybody who's listening who is feeling that isolation that alienation especially during the holidays to reach out to these groups or locally so that they can find a place where they can experience the lightness of laughter. There's such a release that comes from laughter and how necessary that is when you're dealing with such pain. What would you recommend for people who may be in that isolated space who need that laughter? You found it with a podcast. Yeah. Where do you recommend people find some support like that?
1: I mean for me personally, I was I was really nervous to find a support group or anything like that because Uh, Again, it was just adding some more newness into my life that that unknown that I was super anxious about. But it wasn't until I found these people, these girls, these women that have changed everything where I I started to feel alive again. So I, I highly, highly recommend anyone who's struggling to find a way to find a community within whatever you're struggling with. I personally, if you're, you know, widowed, The Hot Young Widows Club is a wonderful group. We have um, all different kinds of little subgroups within our within the Hot Young Widows Club, like widows with no kids, with dudes, like men who are widowed. It will change everything. It changed everything for me. And one of the my most favorite books that I read this last year was "It's Okay, You're Not Okay" by Megan Devine. And if you don't have the energy to read it, just listen to it on Audible. I didn't have the energy to read it, so I just listened to it, and that really helps my brain for sure. It just is validating and helps you feel like, okay, this is okay that I feel so horrible, and just to feel it and get through it. So I highly recommend that. But, you know, social media is a great way to – is a great resource to find. I've made so many friends – through social media, because of my life experience, friends that I talk to regularly that I've never actually met in person. Mm. And if you're comfortable with putting yourself out there and talking about your, your loss or whatever you're experiencing, I mean, that's honestly been the, the biggest way that I have connected with, with people through my loss is just like kind of being vulnerable. Vulnerability mm. is key, but not everyone's comfortable with that. But that would be my
0: advice, I guess. Well, it seems like a great option in a sense of if you're dealing with something that's super traumatic and you're pretty raw with that emotion, and and the thought of initially maybe making yourself vulnerable is too troubling or too causes too much anxiety. It's nice because on social media, if you get logged on, you can absorb that content without necessarily having to contribute right away. Whereas if you're in pers- right, right. if you're in person with somebody. Then you know you feel that pressure and that tension to have to speak or have to reciprocate their questions or whatever. But it's nice on social media you can get logged onto that group and just take that in. And when you feel comfortable, so when that right. trust has been established, then you can start to open up because you know it's a safe place. You know that they're identifying right. with you. All those nonverbal cues are there, where where you just know that these people you're talking to get it. That's that's powerful yeah. advice. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think social media, like I have sort of a love hate with it because there's so much about social media that can be destructive, <laughs> right. but, but I mean, I try to use it in a way that that's just going to help other people or helps me. And so much of like Instagram and Facebook is just sharing the pretty stuff, the right. the good things and how life is beautiful. And, and, but life can also be beautiful and that's, heavy pain and just being real is I think what life is about. So if you can do that, I think that is super helpful. And, and if there's anyone listening that doesn't know where to start and doesn't know how to find a friend, they can always reach out to me. <laughs> I am happy to help out anyone who is struggling. Cause I know, especially when those early days of grief, um, you don't even know where to start. So I'm happy to, help out anyone who needs
0: it that's great and I'll bring up your blog here you have a blog called where Stevie writes that's Stevie spelled S T E V I E and I'll include a link here on the, sure. the podcast social media so people can access that very easily where Stevie dot com. you describe the blog as unfiltered reflections from a widow determined to make the most of life it's a powerful resource for people and also, could you share at this point your social media handles? Your
1: yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, just Stevie Alice. Stevie like Stevie next, and Alice is A L L I S. Yeah, that's where you can find me. The feedback that I've gotten from people about what I write is just that I'm just gonna lay it like it is, and because <sighs> it's just it's not always pretty, so why not just like talk about the real stuff that life is about and. I think that's something that helps people be like, oh, okay, I'm not the only person that feels this way. And to help one person, that's
0: fine with me. (laughs) For you to be vulnerable like that and share how it is, it just opens the door to true healing for for you and for others. And um, it's very brave and it's very courageous. And that's why I, I am just so proud and honored to share this with the audience because you are living a courageous life. Uh, in, the, in the face of wow. such such pain and so you're a phenomenal example of bravery truly i think you are reaching that objective of helping others and i think it'll be more than just one and so like i said i'm just honored that you're you're sharing your journey here i wanted to just before i get into the final six Thank question you. i just wanted to, add, to mention part of your blog which i think is is very powerful i just wanted to bring it up here you describe how widowhood welcomes rebirth will you share what you mean by that
1: absolutely first of all thank you so much for saying all that that means a lot to me but uh i feel like who i am today is a completely different person than who i was in my life as a wife to justin i mean i'm still the same person but because of my my loss and everything that, you know, I have endured, uh, I have noticed that I am starting to get to know myself again, or maybe even for the first time, I don't know. I feel like I have this different perspective that the average 30-year-old might not have. So I, I just see things differently. And so... I've been saying yes to more things and meeting new people, and I wouldn't have any of these things that I have in my life right now. My my widow besties and you know, I wouldn't have all of these new people and experiences had I not lost Justin. And that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily grateful that I lost him. It's just I can't change the fact that he's gone. So I'm just trying to embrace the life that I have now and finding out that I actually like love the person that I am is just something. Is And that's kind of what I mean by rebirth. It's like, I'm just this, this person that I never thought I was going to be. And I'm welcoming this person and I'm loving this person. And I hope that a lot of other widows can experience that too, because it, it can be a beautiful thing if if you, it's easier said than done but it can be something that you can honor and love and respect and and loving yourself is so important you can't if you can't love yourself you know you can't really take care of and love anyone else so I think that's what I mean by rebirth that widowhood welcomes
0: is there anything else that you'd like to share anything at all
1: um Well, I guess, you know, one thing that I would like to say to anyone who is in the thick, heavy, early days, like I like to say, early days of grief, that pain of your loss will never go away. I mean, it will always be something that you have to live with. And you do learn how to live with it, but that grief does change, and the pain does change, and... As time goes on, I bet any new widow hearing, oh, time, you know, just give it time. It's not what I'm saying, because <laughs> if that's something that I was saying, it probably punched me in the face. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think it's possible to rebuild your life around your grief, and that's what changed everything for me, is the possibility of, of rebuilding a life around it and realizing that my pain and my new life and the joys of my new life can coexist and I don't know just like I hope I gives some sort of hope for someone who's in in those dark days if if at all if it, if it helps at all that's great
0: I always end the show with six questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests will you run through these six quick questions with me
1: absolutely
0: Who are you thankful for today?
1: Thankful for so many people, but today I'm going to say I am grateful for my incredible boyfriend, Mark. I did not expect to find someone like him ever. (laughs) And it takes an extraordinary man to love a widow. And I see how, you know, his heart breaks for what I've been through but he also loves me because of what I've been through and he sees every part of who I am and he honors and respects Justin's life and I think that takes a very secure man to handle you know life of a widow (laughs) and so I'm so thankful for him and his love
0: and now that we've covered who you're thankful for what are you thankful for today
1: I think I'm thankful for the newness in my life. Just I'm embracing this newness and I'm thankful for that, just for that alone, just that I can actually accept the newness, especially when a year ago I was very resistant to anything new in my life because it was just constantly, there was constant change. And so the fact that I can love all of this new stuff in my life is something that I'm very thankful for. And I wouldn't have any of it had I not been through what I've been through.
0: How do you fuel the fire within you?
1: Um, well, I think that goes back to the perspective that I am fortunate enough to have at such a young age that not everybody gets in my life, as ever. I see how valuable our time is here, and seeing how every day that I am given is a new opportunity to be a better person, I think is what keeps my fire burning.
0: (laughs) What's one thing adversity taught you to value?
1: I would have to say time. We really don't know how much time we are given, you know, and Justin was literally here one day and he was gone the next day. And so, and it might sound cliche to some people, but it is so valuable the time that we are given with our friends and family. And I, I just don't think that that's something to ever take for granted. And time to heal, time to breathe. It's all just something to be valued because it is so fleeting. Our life here is just so brief and temporary. And so to just respect and honor the time that you do have, I think that's something that, is, that I've learned to hold on to.
0: What are you doing today you never
1: thought you could? Well, today, you know, I, I guess in the days and weeks and months after Justin's passing I, I truly never believed I would ever genuinely be happy with life ever again because the pain of losing him was just too great and i say today I'm thoroughly in love with my life and where it's at and where it's going and compared to how I felt in the beginning of all this I, I never thought I could feel that way
0: my last question what will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could.
1: Tomorrow, I will keep writing and sharing my life, and continue to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable in the way that I am is—it's it's never easy to publish one of those <laughs> one of those blog posts because it's, it's scary. It's very—you're very exposed and raw. And I—I I never thought that. I was smart enough or articulate enough to write in a way where people would actually want to read what I have to say, and because of just the outpour of encouragement from people, I'm going to continue to do that tomorrow and the next day and the next.
0: Stevie, thank you.
1: I really appreciate you reaching out to me and having a podcast like this that just talks about the real stuff in life, because... This is what it's about. Life is hard, and you have to find ways to get through it, with other people, and so I appreciate that you have this platform for other people to tune into. Thank you for
0: having me. It is my honor to share with you the journey of Stevie Alice. If you are currently reeling from a loss or struggling during this holiday season, please do not suffer in silence. Access her blog at com reach out and get help if you need it. Let's find our way into the new year, wiser, stronger, and healthier. We can do things we never thought possible. We can discover strength we never had with people we'd never thought we'd know. Don't give up. Keep going.